Hey, y'all. Whitney Cummings here in Austin, Texas, doing Austin, Texas. What would you call it? Good for you, Austin. Good for Austin. Good for Austin. <laughs> Keep Austin good. Um, here doing a couple podcasts. We're going to do Duncan Trussell, Ron White. What a combo. I was on a walk this morning. We're in Austin, Texas, by the way. And this guy on a bicycle went by me. A lot of bicyclists in Austin now. Um, the dorks made it. The dorks have descended onto Austin, Texas. Um, and uh, he went by me on a bicycle and he just went pop, pop, pop. And when I tell you, I truly almost fell into the, the river down by the, <laughs> the you know, br bramble. Jumped in the river. The <laughs> brambling. But I'm, I don't know why it still scares me when people do it. It's just so jarring. Anyway, we're it. Good for you, Austin rendition. Um, uh, I'm going to go on tour. I am pregnant, but I'm still keeping my tour dates. August 11th, I'll be in Lake Charles, Louisiana Grand Event Center, August 26th. I'll be at Rancho Mirage. That is basically Palm Springs at the Agua Caliente Resort Casino. People are really confused about this date. I, I can't help you. August 6th, 2023, Moncton, New Brunswick. That's in Canada. And then the 7th of August, I'll be in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. October 8th, I'll be in Waterville, Maine, uh, October 13th, Erie. Pe Why is this so hard? I mean, I've been reading my tour dates for what? 15 years now? Yeah. Date, city, state. I just like I'm winded. Venue. This baby's taking my oxygen, mm -hmm. my thyroid. October 13th, Erie, Pennsylvania. Yep. I'll be at the Warner Theater. October 14th, Washington. Washington, PA? Yes. Oh, that is Washington, Pennsylvania. The Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Every venue has to have seven freaking names. Those are going to be my tour dates for 2023. Three, come, because I might die in childbirth. Bap, bap, bap. Pretty much the entire time I was on Rick's podcast, he was telling me to get the mic closer to my mouth. Isn't that ironic? Why, or, do you guys not, not like ironic, that here? Just, no, I've never had someone be like, can you get that microphone closer? If you listened with headphones, you would feel the difference. Interesting. Yeah, that Thank might you. be why. I think I was... I was experimenting with being a little more soft-spoken, and your podcast was like the new me. You mean the old you is back? <laughs> no, I was trying to be like a little more like, right. I'm this guy now. Oh, okay. I, like three years into podcasting, and I'm going to try to be appealing. I have, I have a podcast trick for you. It, tell it, me. It's better if you have headphones so you could hear it, but honestly, this does it. If you're telling me something, and then I'm going to show you what something you could do. Uh, I like the color of your shirt. Mm, thank you. <laughs> That was sexy. One finger on the cheek. Oh. And before you say something. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. It, you look like you feel sorry for me. More so than normal. <laughs> See, that's what that offers. That offers a person opposite them feeling that they are so confident and accepting mm. of themselves that mm. the real person opposite comes out. So whatever you were feeling uh. was something I think maybe you could work on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Your balls have dropped since mm -hmm. last time I saw you. Like your right. voice is big, right. like voice of God energy. Right. Stay well, there. When I'm on somebody else's podcast, I like to show up. And when somebody comes on mine, I like to give them the space to show. Well, it is tricky because when it is your own podcast, you're like, I can always fix this later. No, no, no. It's when it's my, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about you, Whitney. Mm, we spent most of your podcast with uh, me adjusting know, my microphone. Well, I wanted so you to sound good. I just want to make sure. Are you going to be okay with my mic being here for my podcast? I have no problem. You run your ship however you want. That Okay. So the little trick where you just, when I asked you a question and you responded 
more quiet reminded me mm. of when you're in a fight with a guy and he gaslights you by you being like, so why were you out till three in the morning? And he's like, I don't get why you're yelling. When he starts talking quieter and quieter, right. so it seems like you're yelling. I understand. I hate that. <laughs> that must feel bad. I just don't know why you're freaking out. Yeah. I mean, you're the one that's losing your temper right now. I'm being really calm. You know the problem I have with that? Hmm. They're telling you that they don't understand instead of trying to ask questions to learn. I would say, what's bothering you? <laughs> what, what are you feeling right now? You came home at three in the morning. <laughs> I could see how that could bother you. Now, what does that make you feel? It makes you feel I was doing something I shouldn't be doing? Well, you told me you're going to be home at 10. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's fair. The problem is I work late and I thought I would be home at 10, but I should have done a better job staying in touch with you throughout the night and telling you that things keep getting pushed back. And I'm sorry. So you were working till 3 a.m. It's so working till 1. Then we went and got something to eat. Why did you look over there? That's my main thing. Is so so he, let me turn off the cameras. Like, <laughs> so I was offering a space for you. Uh -huh. And even in that, Mm -hmm. You're now, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Uh -uh. You're For me, when a guy, when you ask him a question or a girl, anyone, and they like look over here, I'm always like, why'd you look over there? Why are you so concerned with what I'm doing instead of just being here with me? Because what you're doing. I'm looking around. I'm in a new space. There's five cameras <laughs> no, on me. No, you and I are me and you right now. We're, I like that you keep popping in and oh, out I'm of still, our... But I'm still here. I'm, <laughs> always, know, I'm always where I am. But within the improv bit we're doing. I, you know what? I looked away because I'm... Lying. I, I guess maybe. No, that's. No. <laughs> okay. What do you think I'm lying about? I think you were not working till three in the morning. Now, question. Are you no butting me in this improv game or are you yes anding the fact that you're untrusting? We'll be right back. Me <laughs> <I hate> too. <laughs> I think you and I get along. Yeah. I think you and I, we get along, although at first glance, I would think we are dramatically, incredibly different people. Why do different people. Not equal, along. not that's getting a good, along. That's a really good. My question. mom and dad are so separate. They're yeah, best friends. Yeah, baby, baby, yeah. I think that. I think that. Well, it's interesting because I've never really like. Like, I think you are self-proclaimed like kind of neurotic, right? Mm. Which is, do you find that as an insult? Because I don't see that as an insult. I no, think detail-oriented, being sensitive. I think that's cool. I I don't know where self-proclaimed comes from. I don't. I think that a lot of people refer to me as neurotic. But, but you I agree. say you're neurotic. I think it should be self-diagnosed. I don't know if someone's like he's being neurotic. Like when people say like she's neurotic, it's basically well. Or you cheated. Do you know what I mean? It's just a character description. Whitney Cummings, 21, neurotic, <laughs> loves Batman, but just a Christian Bale version. <laughs> okay. Can you give people context on what that is? People sure. think we're nuts. We'll swipe to it. Has that ed edible kicked in? Um, why are you throwing putting me on blast? Oh, do we, are we not public about that? Well, it's okay. I you was know, on I, edibles a lot of the pandemic, and I should have put it on blast. I talk about it, and I do them on the podcast sometimes, and the cat's out of the bag. I took it right when we started, so it won't kick in for a little. But- I Rory Scovel told me something once. Tell. We did a show in Alaska, and um, I don't remember. That edible I, kicked in. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean there? It just sounds not true. Um, and I don't remember if I got high before or after, but we were talking about going on stage high, and that's totally fine if that, you're good at that and you like to do that. I love to do that. Okay. He said something that I very much agreed with, which was, don't tell the audience you're high as an excuse. Like if you want to play in this world and saying I'm high for for a reason to let them in, sure. Mm -hmm. But to tell people you're high, no, 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 I'm just high. Like almost it feels like it's an excuse. 100%. And when I get high, I feel like I'm able to do it in a very professional short, short, short. way. It makes it, well, you're creative, so it makes you better. It makes us more confident and more, not me, but you. Different. 
-hmm. I love it. I don't know better, mm -hmm. but you ever playing with friends? Of course you are. And then you get in this little natural high, you mm -hmm. know? I believe you like chemicals. Would you say a little dopamine, a little oxytocin? You sure. just. I'll take it. I've been known to dabble. Yeah, there's the high. Um, and that fun that you have in that high, you could get naturally. Weed almost always gets me there. So, like, why not? That is honestly, it makes me so jealous because I can't do that. I had to stop smoking weed in the end of January. Everyone uh, was very aware that I had like a manic episode after my mom died. I think maybe weed with grief is maybe not the best combination possibly. Um, but weed for me makes me think I need to solve like major global crimes. Right. Like major, like I was looking for the fifth of Michael Jackson's elephants for like two and a half weeks, like driving up there with a drone. Did you find anything? I I'm pretty close. <laughs> That's the, I mean, the the only problem is I am great, a great sleuth, but it makes me be like, I was scheduling a Zoom call with a maritime lawyer mm -hmm. to get to the bottom of the Scientology boats. Right. So just so you know, I'm scheduling a Zoom call with a maritime lawyer <laughs> does make you sound a little out of touch with the common folk. So what I'm saying is that's what happens when I smoke weed. I think right. everyone else is like, we, I hang out and things are chill and I write more jokes. I'm like, I start scheduling Zoom calls right. about international maritime law. Well, I do think we just came up with good merch idea. I'm a great sleuth. <laughs> That sleuth life? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's just my personality. I'm already kind of an intense person. And I wouldn't I, say that. It, <laughs> it does. Like, you. it doesn't chill. But it does sometimes chill me out in a way that's not helpful. I chills what me is, out. What do you look like chilled out? It Let's do a little improv game. You ready? How much is your debt? I got it. That's what happens when I get chilled out on weekends. What? Yeah. How much is your debt? I, I start got paying it? people's loans off. Man, if only I had debt, I would ask that of you. <laughs> if you had been around me in January. So I, I kind of like, but it doesn't what, Whitney, benefit Whitney, me. Whitney, sir. we don't, do you say sir or sorry? Sir, sir. I would like to play an improv game with you okay. where we're both just real chill. I don't mean, whoa, bro, where are the Funyuns? I'm stoner chill. I just mean like, okay. what'd you do today? Uh, waited for you because... <laughs> I thought you were coming at 11 <laughs> and then I was in a Virgo spiral. I do feel a little defensive on that 11 thing. You know what? I, it's so it, funny because you know when like. Well, like, let's let them in on what that means. Okay. I thought, excuse me, we were scheduled for 1130. Whitney thought it was 11. Mm -hmm. Go on. Mom brain. I am pregnant and I am doing weird things I've never done before, like scheduling on a half hour. I don't know what that I was. I think what happened was you said 11. And I was thinking, yeah, but then I want to get the coffee. And then could we do 1130? And you said yes. Okay. So I think what happened was I'm still carrying guilt from being late to your podcast. And when I thought you were a little late, I was like, yes. Oh. I actually really. <laughs> but I was, I also told you, I, I was so early that I was waiting down the mountain that you live on so I could have reception. And I was just on my phone, like ETA. And I'm thinking like, I mean, I've been here for 20 minutes, but I, 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 don't want, I didn't want to impose. Dude, I know. And I kind of was like, God damn it. Of course I'm wrong. But I, I like being early as the power move. Yeah. You said power move. I thought that was interesting because I think a a lot of people feel that being late is a power move, mm -hmm. and that was, that's very early aughts. I think being late is the opposite. You lose all your power. When you show up early, like there is a, 
I'm just gonna say it. Who cares? Uh, there is a uh, amazing um, story about when Ellen showed up to this like dinner party like 45 minutes early, and the hosts were like getting out of the shower, like they hadn't even put the right. like in the way. You're just like running around, you know, serving someone because they decide to show up early is such a bigger power move. I think 45 minutes early is it's too early. So that's the ultimate power move. I think showing up within 10 minutes, 10 to five, five to 10 minutes early. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Because if because the other person needs to be ready five minutes early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like to be a little early, but. Hmm. Well, you let me know how the weed journey is going. I'm very Stop. jealous. Stop. I'm sorry. Gosh. You know what? Ron Funches did this to me once when uh, I was like, are you stoned? And he was like, you just ruined it for me. I'm like, I didn't realize if someone's stoned, you're not allowed to talk about it. Because like you're not ostensibly stoned. You probably get like more clear and just more confident. Now, Become a better version of yourself? By ostensibly. What does that word mean? Just obvious, by from what I can see. Do you ever use words that there are better, wor- easier words? But like when people say superfluous, I'm just like to say it doesn't matter. Superfluous is a great word. But great superfluous word. is not a perfect synonym. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter. No, it means extra. Like that's a superfluous jacket. You don't need it. You already have a jacket on. That's superfluous. You could just say you don't need it. Yeah, but that's three words. It's actually faster to say it the other so way. So perfuous, don't need it. You One syllable extra, less. You could say extra. That's like extra or unnecessary. When people say that word, it makes me think of, if you ask somebody how they're doing, mm-hmm. and if you ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? And if you don't go back with good and instead say well, it's fine well. if you open with well. Oh. I'm doing well. It's fine if you open with well to I me. I mean, like, I'm well. Like, what are we, like, the It's superfluous. Viking You're times. bragging. It feels like you're bragging. It's like eating an apple outside. When have you ever asked someone how they were and they oh, said well? Many times. Really? Yeah. Everyone I know is always like, uh, uh, I'm, uh, you know, hanging in there. You're like, all right, bye. Oh, <laughs> you know, I hang around with people that aren't so sad. Well, you know when you ask them how they're doing and they need to, they won't just say, I'm fine. Like, this is a formality, what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. this is performative. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of, and you're like, oh, bye. I didn't sign up for whatever this was. I am the opposite. I actually talk about on stage the the, the rules of how you're doing rules and how uncomfortable it is and how manufacturer manipulative. And if somebody, if I ask somebody, it's because, like, tell me something. If I ask you how you're doing, you better say great and we're moving on. If ask I'm, me how I'm doing. How are you doing? Do you want the truth? Well, I kind of asked it like I really want to know the answer, which you, I would. Oh, I love that. But if I go, hey, how are you? That just means What do you hi. want from me? I'll say. I would go like, how are you? That means I want to know the answer. Because you squinted. Well, I just went like how I'm, my body language is squaring up to you and I'm not walking past you. It sounds like a Native American giving me an Indian name. How? <laughs> how are you? <laughs> A Native American writing for Yoda, giving somebody a name. How are you? That's funny, the idea that they were naming Native Americans and they got to you and they were just like, how? Yeah. Like, how did he get here? And that ended up being your name. But I think body language is more. If you're walking by being like, hey, how are you? That doesn't mean stop me and tell me how your Prozac's not mixing well. Do you know what I do when someone gives me a how are you when Mm -hmm. it's just they're not meaning it? Maybe I'll say good. Hell, maybe I'll say well. I don't ask back. Now that's you don't getting go, there 45 minutes early. You, <laughs> I think I would go, so ask me. Uh, if, if it's a walker buyer, um, ask me. Ask me. Let me show you. Um, hey, Rick, how are you? Hey, hey, Whitney, I'm good. I'm good too, thanks. <laughs> Real good, Whitney. I would probably be like, uh, not, no mirror neurons over there, bud. <laughs> good to see you, Whitney. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay. Um, but wait, I like that. I like that. Do you want the truth? I yeah. do like that. 
You told me something I was here last time. I said something that you wait, liked. I do. What I'm was that? You, but wait, can we do this actually role play? Because I want to make sure that this is something I really do want to sign up for. So, um, do you want to cut to a sponsor? Uh, better help always. We both need it. Um, so uh, I'm doing well. Will you do the uh, do the truth? How are you? You want the truth? What am I signing up for? First base. <laughs> we'll be right back. I would like have to know. Is it like the two minute version or like the 10 minute yeah, version? Yeah, I ask that sometimes. And sometimes if I'm going to tell somebody, uh -huh. like sometimes I have little stories or anecdotes and yeah. I say, I have this thing I want to tell you. It's going to take like two minutes. Are you into it? I, lo I love a bandaging expectations be thing. Yes, because because if you say yes and and I'm now telling it and I haven't hit all the beats yet or whatever, I'm mm -hmm. thinking like, should I keep going? Yeah, yeah. But once I say yes, I'm like, I got two minutes. <laughs> I'll give you the light mm -hmm. <laughs> if you go past two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do, I hate putting pressure on people. It really stresses me out for some reason. So being pregnant has been Excuse really me. tricky. So people will go like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm pregnant, but but there don't, you don't need to do anything about it. I get the first part. Mm -hmm. I think the second part is something we could zoom in on. Hmm. To assume that they feel that they need to do something about it. No, where people are like, that's great. I'm like, you don't have to ask questions. It's all on Instagram. Like, you don't have to. I'm asking a lot of energy from someone. Like, it's a big thing you have to respond that. to. Most people, I think, kind of like, well, who is it? What kind? But, and what I'm, kind? And I'm always like, you don't have to do this. But maybe they just want to. And my brain thinks I'm trapping or them. Maybe they have to, they feel like they have to do it. And that's that's their thing. I was cornered the other night with a, hey, how are you? And a, I was just cheated on and and it and my marriage is over. And I was just like, I Did you ask them how they were? I just walking by quick. But you asked. That's on you. I know. I wasn't then You have to push in. You have to be careful with your how are you's. Yeah. I think we need it's to be hazardous. intentional with a lot of things, but that is one of them. Uh, and I believe, and I know that working with horses has really helped me because I have har a hard time with social cues, but like you also got to read body language. It's not I just feel like, I feel like you just started working with horses and your managers told you, find natural ways to work in that you're working with horses. Been working with just, horses since I, just I been was working a kid. With horses. Don't have managers. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, turn the cameras back off. It's just a joke. <laughs> I was just no, making I don't fun like of... it when people make me sound like an asshole. I... How is that making you sound like an asshole? <laughs> if you were asking me, do you sound like an asshole? I would say nay. Uh, All I'm saying is, when you say, like, because I've been working with horses, you, it was a throwaway. I you know, my dad owns a rug store. And the thing is, I want people to know is, I love home decor. It's just, it feels like you're forcing it in. If you're looking for just the right flooring, you need choices. And at Marshall Carpet One, you'll find thousands of choices including carpet, hardwood, rugs, and luxury vinyl. So make the right choice and visit Marshall Carpet One and Rug Gallery. And we promise, with more than 50 years as a family-owned business, we've got you covered! And we're back. I hate it when you finally say something relatable and then they make you sound like you're an asshole. <laughs> What's an asshole about working with horses? No, I'm kidding. No, but I'm just saying I have a hard time with social cues and not, at least 70% of communication is nonverbal and it drives me nuts when someone only focuses on the verbal. So uh, I don't know about that statistic about 70%. I know a lot of it is nonverbal. I also have learned that that's their way of communicating. Here's an example. You're dating a guy, right? And he's mm -hmm. got a different love language than you. That doesn't mean you have to have his. It just means you understand his, right? Yeah, it's helpful. So when other people communicate like this, that's their communication. It's a stroke. I was just calling back. What are your? What is your love language? It's really hard to have different ones. I find. 
my love language is uh, touch and words of affirmation. I mean, that's what really? I like to receive. Re okay, touch and words like, of affirmation. You receive love with words of affirmation and physical touch. Yeah, probably in that order. And you give love. Same, probably the same. Give love. Actually the same. Oh, gosh. What's the matter? You're so wonderful. <laughs> See, my nightmare. Show me. Well, See, I'm a acts of service and- uh, Well, I would love to get you some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you something? Is there, because I know you know well, a lot but of- Why are we leaving this? We don't have to. Let's stay on this Let's for a minute. Stay. I think, I think our great. audience- Okay. Would like if we could stay on something for 30 seconds. Okay. You did this when I was on your podcast. Well, you did this while you were on my podcast. <laughs> when something, when I have nothing more to say on a topic, I'm like, let's pivot. Great. Well, you have nothing more to say. Okay. Okay, great. Are you familiar with the expression below the line? Of uh, employees? Okay. So no. Okay. Um, below the line is what you call that's crew, not what I mean. which is I In find insulting. Conversationally. No. Okay, so here we are right now. We're talking about communication, verbal, nonverbal, love languages. Oh, that's on the same track. Once we start talking about like something else, the horses, we're like, we could stay there for a minute, but if it doesn't bob back up, mm -hmm. we could just say, hey, we're below the line. Let's get back to where the line was. Sure. So sometimes I like to visualize conversations, establish what that line is. Sure. Once we close that line, we start a new one. Sure. Love languages. <laughs> When you know, what is your, um, and I believe, I don't know what you refer to him as, but I believe you refer to him as my man, right? Is my that guy, how he's known? Yeah, my, my dude, guy. sure. You're my dude. Yeah. What, how do, what is his love language to, to give his you? His is acts of service. Right, so that's why it, it works. It is not words of affirmation. He's very, he's like, um, uh, what's his name from Princess Bride? He's like, gonna wash the car and do all this stuff that I didn't even ask him to do, even though- Who is it in the Princess Bride? What's his name? Carrie Elwes's character. Uh, uh, what, like who's just like polishing saddles and doing Wesley. stuff. He, Wesley. He loves, he does acts of service, which I really appreciate, but he doesn't communicate about but, when he's going to do them. But he does know if the, if the woman expresses her needs, he will do as she wishes. <laughs> will she not? And that's why if you tell me that what you need is acts of service, mm -hmm. now I know. But the acts of service need to be something I, number one, value, and number two, I know it's happening. So I can't find my computer for 20 minutes, and he's like, oh, well, I'm updating it. And I'm like, well, you have to tell me you're taking it because I don't know where it is, and I just had a Zoom call. you know. So he's like, we're struggling with communication, and even when you're doing something so nice and so helpful, it's not nice or helpful if I don't know it's actually happening. If you know that somebody gets off by doing something else. Yeah. And you know that that's how they connect and then they do it. Does that then mean more to you? Or is it like, that's not how I like to receive things. I'm out. As long as there's not a scorecard. So acts of service doesn't count if two months later you go, well, I took your dog to the vet and this is how you're going to act. Like that's not true acts of service. That's scorekeeping and codependence. I think that's resentment and feeling like sure. the other person isn't putting in the same, trying the same that you feel like you are. Sure. And I think that also then comes down to, once again, lack of communication. Yeah. Because if 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 you were to say, well, I did blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. If I could realize, not, oh, she's keeping score, but, oh, you feel like I'm not reciprocating it to you. Right, right. Let's figure out how I could do that better. Yep. And then, oh, you want me to find your laptop for you. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. And I think we got to learn other people's communication types. And that's the point I was making is not to, hey, what are we doing? No, I'm just looking I'm down at like the document. You. That's why I feel like, <laughs> why I brought this up when you're like, oh yeah, but communication is nonverbal. That's their communication. Sure. That's not non yours. Nonverbal communication is my primary. I think growing up in Now Call Home where there was a lot of, 
um, dissonance between what was being said and what was being done growing up and like going to church where it said treat people a certain way and then you would get home and it would be completely the opposite. I had to start looking. Right. I had to stop listening to words because words, I was lied to a lot as a kid. I also feel, I don't have that, but I also feel like if what's said and what is done is the same thing, then you could listen to what's said as a shorthand until those things are separate. As but soon, it's always what's done. When I was a kid, as soon as that stuff started getting in Congress, yeah. I was like, words are meaningless. This is a mislead. Don't listen to the words. It'll fail you every time. And I just started trying to analyze people's behavior and understand things. And probably to a fault. And sure. So I can't really... Uh, listen to what someone's saying unless I take into account how they're saying Also, it. I want to make sure yeah. that we don't do the whole thing on therapy stuff. I, I also want to bust balls and talk about fucking, <laughs> fucking, and like other stuff. Too. I'm in therapy. We please, both talk about please. it a lot. And I don't think we're even talking about therapy. Well, This is more just like, look, I have been diagnosed with all kinds of things. I know you're kind of a master at this. I'm still trying to figure out if it's, because I was told at a young age I had Asperger's, I think I was just not communicated with properly at all in my life or socialized or I had to kind of like disassociate. What's properly mean? Everybody communicates different. Totally. But I just didn't get a lot of eye contact. I had to learn how to make eye contact like six years huh. ago. I had to go to somebody because I used to look at the side of someone's head instead of like in their eyes. And men would always think I was looking at their hairline and freak out. And <laughs> so I had I would just look. I thought this was a normal place to look. Right. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Oh, this is this is my dream. This is like um, you know the feeling you get when you clean out the lint in the dryer. Yes. Or like pop a zit, and it's like a silly string streamer. Yeah. Or like, oh God, I mean like the number of subscriptions I have that I just haven't canceled because I forgot they were there, those little $8, $12, those little sneaky ones. Like I'll, I'll go through my credit card bills every now and then and I'll be like, why do I still have a subscription to TiVo? So I'm still paying the Goo Goo Dolls web store? For their newsletter? Like, how long is this how been going? How many fan club memberships? <laughs> how long? Wait, Quibi? I'm still paying for Quibi? <laughs> Why am I still subscribed to Lisa Marie's OnlyFans? <laughs> I think she did. I don't know. The whole thing. It, this is like a complete game changer. So let's talk about how they do it. First of all, like any brilliant companies worth trying that you can trust, you can try it free for 30 days. Just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it. <laughs> um, in fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. That's my brand. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use because you're not a dum-dum, and that money adds up. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Cancel unwanted subscription and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com Whitney. That's rocketmoney.com Whitney. Everyone unsubscribes to our podcast immediately. <laughs> I have a joke where I would talk about uh, I kissed late in life, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know how to kiss, and I couldn't ask people. I was too late, yep. and I didn't know if I go, if I go top lip to top lip and bottom lip to bottom <laughs> lip, or do you do it every other lip? Um, and that doesn't make me think of that. You alternate, right? I, I, I contact, By the way, what's the answer? Um, uh, it doesn't matter. You bite the top lip. Um, I'm a bottom lip biter. BLB. Cute. 
Yeah. I feel like there's usually more meat on the bottom lip. I think there is an epidemic of too much tongue and kissing now and too much wetness. Oh. I think that, uh, yeah, if you want if you want if you want the 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 the, the cheat code on how to lose me, <laughs> we did it. If I don't have to put on Vaseline when we're done, I thank I, you very much, but for that reason, I am out. I just don't like when there's just like a wet like a ring around your mouth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get Do you kiss your dogs? Yes. That's the problem. <laughs> yes and no. But I like a nice closed mouth for a while. Yeah, you start off uh -huh. you, with a warm-up. Uh-huh. And if you're kissing for 30 seconds, I don't need to get chapped. But much like a great story, sure. I want our kissing to heighten. And while if we're making heighten, out deepen? Heighten as in get bigger and more where, where is there room the, to go? The width of saliva to get bigger. Yeah. But the problem is women wear makeup, you know? And in sometimes if it doesn't match perfectly, I don't need there to be like a line yeah, sure. so that I look like Curious George where there's like a lighter circle around my mouth and then it's like I think I get bronzer. It. Um well when I'm kissing my lady. <laughs> How long have you been with your lady? Um like a half a year. Okay. Depending on when this comes out. Way to make it seem longer. Um, well, it, it depends. Like, how long have we known each other? How long have we been, like, dating, official? What's the title? I mean, oh, my God. Well, I gave you a generic answer because that's none of your fucking business. <laughs> I, I don't need people knowing exact. And then what makes you go, like, I want to date this girl? Um, I like her. She's mm -hmm. funny. She's playful. You meet girls every day, all the time. I'm just fascinated. Like, what, what was different about her than other girls? Um, she laughed at your jokes. She, you, you said different. You said different. No, I'm just curious. Like, what made her different? What made her stand out? What made you go, I'm going to commit and be monogamous with this person? Oh, committing with somebody. like Always making, curious. Because, make, and I ask because, not to interrupt, sorry. Sometimes you kind well, of like- to interrupt, but yeah, go on. Look, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, but don't, don't, it's to interrupt. No, I, I, Real I, quick, to interrupt, do that. I see you. <laughs> see, like the way I'm doing right now. The I momentum. See, hold on one second, how the momentum is going away. Like that. I see one, you. One second, one second, I'm just trying to interrupt. It, Go ahead. It's called helping. First of all, it's oh. not interrupting, it's called helping. Um, the way you help horses, we know. <laughs> I see you struggling with the vagueness and vastness of this question. And I was just gonna say, because I think girls tend to, sometimes you go through a breakup with a guy, a guy breaks up with you and you see the person. I was ready to answer. You see, <laughs> you see the woman that they move on to next and you're like, her? Right. Why? Well, first of all, the move on to next usually is a long period for me. Okay. Um, after a breakup, I feel like for months, even if, if I like, I'd be cheating if I'm with somebody else still, hmm. because like, I'm still grieving this thing mm -hmm. and it feels weird. Um, so it takes me a while. And I also notice it still take, it takes me a while when getting into a relationship too. Okay. Like it just adapting takes a while. I'm, I'm, I'm a, in a relationship. So being single, that's a weird thing to understand. And then once I'm single, being in a relationship feels like a weird thing. Mm -hmm. And then once you get in it, or once I feel like, okay, I think I could do this and I want to do this with this person, then to make that commitment, that's like a, I'm sure it is for a lot of people, but that feels like a really big deal to me. Wow. It feels like, um, it feels like what I imagine it feels like to get engaged for the, the average person. Like we're deciding we're doing this. There's no backing out. Of course, people even get divorced. But like once you make that decision, it's a really big deal. Do you think it's, um, this is partly because you come from a happily married home of parents who are still together? I call this the trauma of having happily married parents. Man, even good stuff's trauma to you, huh? <laughs> I just mean the people that I know. Your next have... book should be I'm Not Fine. <laughs> well, it says, oh, it already has that. 
and other lies. Yeah. Right. Um, I do feel Fun. like the people that I know that come from these like happy homes are kind of like struggling with being in relationships and like committing because they want it to be perfect because they've actually seen that template. I think my issue, not issue, but I think my like uh, trust in, okay, let's do this comes from uh, not my parents, but I didn't have friends growing up really. Um, and I didn't really realize that because I wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, fuck you, Glassman, take a hike. Everyone was nice enough. I just like, oh, they would include me and then they wouldn't. And then like, oh, I could play over. And then when everyone else would go in their house, Rick, you're not allowed in. And it's like, I, I don't understand what my dynamic is in so many relationships with my brother. Sometimes he was nice. Often he wasn't with my neighbors, with the, the kids I went to school with. They were all friends on my street. But I was like not invited to the birthday parties. Like, so like, are we friends? Are you my girlfriend? What is this? Dude, this is stumbling on some like gold mine of insight because I see so many people grappling with their childhood and their parents. And I'm like, dude, the trauma of friends in middle school, friends in high, the trauma of prom, the fact that prom is even legal, the fact that it is just kids at the most vulnerable time of their life when they have acne and they have braces, trying to figure out if someone's going to ask them something or they're going to get rejected or their best friend is going to get asked by the person they get a crush on when everyone's hormonal hormones are going insane. The mercurial nature of, you know, I don't know about guys and their treehouse, but the mean girl thing where, you know, when I moved to Roanoke, Virginia, I switched schools in the middle of um, whatever, a semester, went in, all of a sudden showed up at this tiny Catholic school in Roanoke, Virginia. I had a uniform. I had the wrong color shirt. I went in. They're laughing at me. You know, the girl I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Say that again. <laughs> the girls were nice to me one day. They were mean to me the other day. And I'm like, I come from an alcoholic home with trauma, sexual abuse. This is, is worse. Is that you showing up to prom? I come from <laughs> an alcoholic home, sexual abuse. My name is Whitney Cummings, and I am not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and and like that did so much more damage, I feel like, in a lot of ways. You got to learn these things, man, because your parents like they screw up and they love you and then they don't. And it's kind of like, OK, that's who you are. But you guys like you can't even invite me to your party like you're conniving. And they sadistic. tell me the reason is because their parents said no. And I grew up believing I remember a kid. I called him maybe once a week for a year to come over and I just believed he was always busy. But then- Doing what? Have, I can't, the kids I, don't have anything to do. Doesn't matter. I believed everything when I was a kid. I had no idea people lied. I'm working on this, this bit now where I talk about, I don't know if my parents are liars or human because I'm realizing, oh, people just say things to make it easier. And it's not very intuitive to me. I have, I am, however, very naturally skeptic to things. So I'll ask a lot of questions to try to figure out. Mm -hmm. But like when I remember he told me that uh, one time he said his mom said he couldn't blah, blah, blah. And I said, could my mom talk to your mom? And he said, okay. And I gave my mom the phone. My mom champions me. I, I really think that she should be a manager or mine at least. I'm in the market. <laughs> she would be great. And they might be moving to California. Sick. So my mom talks to her on the phone and ultimately told me that, Bob, I don't remember what it was, but I've been, as I'm talking about this stuff on stage, I'm like revisiting it and I'm like coming from it in an adult perspective. And I now realize, oh, his mom probably told my mom, he doesn't want to play with Ricky. 
And my mom didn't want to tell me that. Now, if I were to ask my mom, there's no way she even remembers that. Do you think that the other kid, when he put his mom on, he was like. There's a world where that's all true. Or there was a world where he was a busy kid. Lemonade stands. Possible. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, I also preface by saying I do a bit on this because I get insecure, if the, if the, like I'm forcing something, but it's stuff I'm like working out now. But like, I, I look back and it's like, I had no friends as a kid and I never knew it until now. Like I said, like, I just thought everyone was busy. I had the confidence that people like me. I'm going to, I'm going to cry. I, but I, did, I didn't grow up feeling insecure or not included. I mean, subconsciously in some it's ways. It's like me, but. I didn't know we were poor until recently. You like, still think you're poor, you fucking weirdo. I, that is true. But growing up, I thought we were rich because my mom drank wine. Right. You know, I didn't. Oh, that's a rich thing. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Eight Mile? But you know, truly, like I would see wine in a glass and I was like, oh, look at us. Right. She worked at Bloomingdale. So we would be in department stores. Like I thought that was our stuff. Right. I don't know. Like I, um, and there was a lot of keeping up with the Joneses and pretending we had, she wore like a lot of makeup. Were she, were the, you, were, did they have money at first and then it went away? So mm, they're keeping up? No, 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 no. It wasn't that because we would have like a nice car for like a month and then it would get taken away, but we, it was there, you know? So it was like, things would get impounded. Things would come, they would go, you know, my dad, he did this, whatever he did. There was like collateral was a big thing. Well, so if you don't want to say it, we could just cut to a clip. I don't. <laughs> Just got to us on your podcast. No, a clip of just stuff your dad did. Yeah, no, I don't. I would get like for a holiday, I would get like some really nice jewelry that was like. From, right. So how did how did you guys afford this stuff then? This was in collateral deals from like loan sharking or something. Like was it you a gambler? Kind, kind of, kind of. But it would seem, you know, there was like a I saw a Burberry trench coat once, and you know, I was like, that's our like, you know, I don't know. My mom, because when you work at a department store, you can get 30, 30, 30, which means you can get like 20% off. My mom sold perfume, worked at Macy's. You get 20% off your 20% off your 20. Totally. Yeah. So I used to do that too. I used to be a perfume Same. girl. Great. My mom really. was that for years. And that's what I did for a while. This is crazy. I actually credit any ability I have to talk to strangers, do crowd work, anything from starting being like a perfume Man, girl. Man, if you stores. if you saw my mom in action. Oh, I'm the best. I think you would have her on a roast. I, I bet. She is the Best saleswoman. And here's the reason. My mom doesn't sell a product. She fulfills a need. You know how hard it is to convince somebody they don't smell good? Hold on one sec. Let me see. Give me your arm for a second. My mom would do that stuff. And she'll rub the lotion in. Mm. So it mixes with the oils in your body. It smells different on everybody. Yep, yep. And you're unique and you're special. It yeah. smells different on you. But than she'll any- smell it. And, she, mm-hmm. and I've seen her. She'll go like, I'll be honest, that I, that I don't think this is the one for you. And she'll you say stuff to. like that. You have to do that. You have to. And then also it's big to do like, no, 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 don't put it directly on your skin. Walk through it. I'm going to spritz it. Was this with you? I just talked about on a podcast. I don't remember if it was with you. Perfume is done. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's too strong. If you need it, one spray, walk in. But I can't stand it. You can also spray your clothes and then put the clothes on. Like this. Yeah, or just put it in your hair. I'm going to do something that is really tactless on a podcast Mm because it messes up momentum. But I feel comfortable with you. Okay. And here's the buzzer. Oh, that's right. I'm going to use it. Okay. I need to use the bathroom. Okay, great. And then when you come back, I want to maybe blow your mind about this kid that you thought was busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just took a shit. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Rick Glassman takes a shit. Do you title episodes? <laughs> Tell me when I get back. I'll be right back. <laughs> liquid death. You guys have seen the liquid death cans. You've seen them on my podcast. You've seen Bert's and Tom's and you've seen... 
us just generally look cooler than you. And is it because we're cooler than you? You tell me. I'm wearing an airbrush unicorn shirt that I got on Etsy. Bert and Tom, do they have any reason looking cooler than you, given their bodies and faces and choices? Don't think so. One liquid death can turns a four into a 10. So liquid death, my favorite water, because their philosophy is about death to plastic, okay? They are, as far as I know, the only water company that is not making plastic nonsense. Why do you think the orcas are so pissed off, dude? Liquid Death is my favorite. They've got uh, all these new flavors. They've got all these fancy new uh, caffeine beverages. Also, the Armless Palmer, which is so funny, uh, is a Arnold Palmer. You can find Liquid Death's healthy beverages on Amazon or at a retailer near you or in Amazon boxes in front of my house. <laughs> I have like 500. Good for you listeners. You're going to get 20% off your first liquid death apparel purchase exclusively at liquiddeath.com slash Whitney. Exclusions may apply. Liquiddeath.com slash Whitney. Another thing about the kid that didn't want to hang out, this is just a slight curveball, not on his side. Seems like a punk. Oh, I'm friends with him now. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was never not, I just wanted to be. Has he been able to corroborate the story about how? I never talked, I talked about this on a podcast before, but I've never talked to him you got to talk to him. Yeah, I guess I should. There's no way he remembers this. I yeah, will. You remember it. So why wouldn't he? Because this this was something that like conditioned me to understand people. Gaslighting you? No, people. Uh, I mean, th that's just the only way they knew how to communicate. He was a kid. Did you ever ask your mom what his mom said? Why am I so invested in this? My mom wouldn't remember. I don't like liars, dude. <laughs> That's my only, I don't like mm -hmm. liars, but maybe he wasn't lying or maybe he was lying for a different reason. I used to lie about people coming to my house because I was embarrassed about my house. And I was embarrassed that we like didn't have food in the fridge and that, you know, my mom drank. So a lot of times I would say I couldn't hang out even when I could. And I feel like I didn't have a lot of friends anyway because I was switching schools all the time, but I was embarrassed to have kids over. Are you embarrassed now? Is that why you have such a lovely home? I mean, I mean, look, having comedians over, they're going to find anything to make fun of. But I, but when I was a kid, I was super embarrassed about what was in the fridge and like. Women. Do you have do you have friends that are comics that are roast type comics and that's why you feel that way? Because I feel like my comic friends don't make fun of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like your I, 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 idea of comics are making fun of. I just get exhausted by being made fun of. Some like it just I think for Maybe me. Maybe it's because you're a stupid idiot. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> Just couldn't think of a joke. Just stupid how can they make idiot. fun of her? Well, but, you're a stupid idiot. By the way, that's actually uh, the next roast. We should just have you just be like, hey, so, uh, hey, Jim Norton, you're a stupid idiot. No, no, listen, I, 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 we talked about this on mine. If you would uh, honestly have me. Can I ask you a me, question? Can I just liberate both of us for a second? No. If you were to actually have me on. Yes, go ahead. Why do we have to do this thing where if we're about to say something, we go, I actually talked about this on something recently. Same reason why I say that I did a bit on it, because it, we don't like lying. And if we retell but something, it's not a lie, it's no if we retell, that's a, that's a that's a very fine line, Whitney. But no one would know. It's I, for me. I disagree. I get, Your story about the kid that couldn't hang out is very different than a bit. No, but if I talked about it, okay. I still, I don't want to say I struggle with this, but it's still, it's still uh, an obstacle for me. But mm -hmm. for eight, 10 years of doing stand-up, mm -hmm. I had a very hard time repeating stuff. I would do different sets all the time. Yeah. The reason was I felt like I was lying. Mm -hmm. I already said this. Mm -hmm. I already did this. I already 
told people this. That's like what we do for a living. Yes. We say the same thing every that's night. Great. We make it feel fresh. Sure. That's the craft, mm -hmm. not the the mindset behind it. Right. I've had conversations with some people like, who cares? That's what you're supposed Most to do. Most people go to see you. They're like, I hope he's done this before and practiced so, it. But I've talked to a fair amount of comedians who also say, yeah, I know you have to get past that. They felt it too. I feel that way interpersonally as well. Like if I'm telling you something that I just told somebody else, I feel like I just want to let you know, I, I said this already. I just, I just feel like we are so hard on ourselves. I'm just looking to kind of liberate myself a little bit from the places of how hard I am on myself. I think I just, because I'm only around people who are also hard on themselves, which is good. I realize when I go on a podcast and I'm just saying something, if, you know, um, when Riley Reed was on, she said about how when she got into porn um, the first time she was on her period and they told her to put a sponge in her pussy. And I'm like, I was just talking about this. I couldn't just talk about it. I had to say like, oh yeah, I just talked about this on Tana Mojo's podcast. Have you seen that montage of Lady Gaga interviews where she said the same thing okay. 18 times? That's my nightmare. There you go. There can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you. You can have a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you. There can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you and just one does. You know, there can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you and just one does. That's my nightmare. Had she said, you know, I just said this 16 times. We would be like, all right, she's just on the press run. What if, I mean, they could have cut it out too. Sure. They could still cut yeah, it out. Yeah, but I don't think you'll be cutting that out of this. But don't you think we should be so lucky if people actually were like, oh, I've heard him say this before. I've that, heard her that, say this before. If you want to talk about being grateful for something with the cons that come with it, sure. Yeah, yeah. But if you're able to avoid those cons by just prefacing things. Mm -hmm. If everything, I, you know, I was actually just talking, I actually just went to the bathroom the other day, but can I go to the bathroom now? Like, that's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious if we do it for each other to be like, I don't want you to think I I'm do a it hack. For me. Or if we're doing it for the audience because- I do it with no cameras. I do it too. And I think when I hear someone do it, I'm like, no one cares. Why don't, you don't have to tell on yourself, but then I do it. Like that's I have Tourette's about it. That's probably why you're so sensitive to it. Cause uh, you Tourette's do Tourette's about it. Yeah. You know, I was actually talking to somebody the other day um, about, you know, it's like, it doesn't take that long to say that. It's true. No, it's true. And sometimes it's just us going, and I've said this before, let me just get my shame out of the way or let me just let you know that if you've heard it, I know. Esther, oh, which by the way, I want to also take advantage to promote. I'm doing a podcast with Esther Pavitsky. Nice. Called Rick and Esther Have a Time. Great. Check it out and all the things. Great. Um, But uh, Esther, can I ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. Can I ask you something? Please. That's what she does all the time. It's like, I Does think, what, does what? She'll say, I, have to, I have something I want to ask you. I'm going to ask a question now. She'll say that. Before her question. But don't you think sometimes when people say that, they're coming up with it as they're saying it? I think that she's trying to find it 24-7. But <laughs> what I'm saying is... <laughs> like, if I do preface. that, I don't know the question. If I go... You know, actually, it's funny. I have to, there's something I really want to Because, like, by the ask way, you. because I'm saying, like, we're... Literally, my only job here is to ask you questions. So if I go, can I ask you a question? Like, that's the conceit of this whole thing. It means I'm trying to come up with one. And I just need to, like, put some drivel in. I want to go, back, I go back to the roast thing. Maybe she knows your triggers. Yes, please. No, I think she, that's just her. That was, I'm saying that is another example of like, oh, I just said this the other day. Like they're saying it for themselves. Yeah. They, they're finding a safety Top, to ask copy. the question or to repeat the story. Copy. Can I ask you one question though about that stuff and about being lied to and trying to figure out if you're lied, being lied to? Um, do I tell my kid about Santa Claus? Because I'm really torn about it and I don't want to. Yeah, I understand. I um, don't want to lie to my kid at all. Did you think that any of our parents lying to us about the Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairy and all that did any damage? No. Hot take? No, not at all. I could understand that and I don't think it's wrong, mm -hmm. but also you are taking away something. 
So where do you think the paranoia came from of not knowing, are we together, are we not together, just from um, friends in high school? You, you said it, when words and actions don't line up. Mm -hmm. um, and when there's inconsistencies, when when this is okay today, but it's not tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And in as an adult, I recognize there are some times where you're supposed to you know, shake the hand and, and yep, be yep, a certain yep. way. But also like, that's just because that's what people said. But nobody teaches you that, at least not me. So sometimes I have... Uh, I have a, a, a metaphor that expands past jokes, but I have said this on a podcast before, and I want to pitch it to you. And I this think is something I learned to do. We've said everything. Sometimes you tell a joke, and it gets a laugh. And are you good? I'm just trying to plug in my computer. Sorry, it's not charging for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Got it. Why is my Mac asleep? Well, I mean, maybe it's been <laughs> listening to you for the past hour. Why does nothing work? I'm trying to, uh, like, ugh. is that even plugged What's in? What's on your computer? Just a list hold of on, questions? Hold on, hold on. You've asked Let me, me three. Just, is this the not brand name? Dude, oh, the ones that they buy. I am somebody uh, who uses, uh, you use a brand name charger. Honestly, we got the biggest fight about it. I just had it. this conversation with my girlfriend the other day. I almost caught on fire last night because he got one from Hudson News and it overheated right next to my baby. And you and, almost got caught on fire? Is that hyperbole? I spent $80 for the Apple one. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, you buy the Apple chargers for the Apple products. That's it. Period. The end. I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, well, I don't like being taken that, by these is Apple. Is that what Riley Reed said the first time she did porn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to find something. Yeah, I just, all I joke. want is for a computer to charge. I cool. Don't now you have two wishes left in a charged computer. Was it worth it? <laughs> Pat and Nick, they both do this thing where they take cords and they save them in a thing instead of just going, this one's dead. Well, some people save horses, some say cords. But we <laughs> don't like, have no, to. No, 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 we might need this cord one day. So I have a whole satchel of cords that don't work. And I'm like, can we please just throw away the Have you thought about selling those as merch? <laughs> I'm going to hang, you're going to find me hanging from one of these cords one day. Oh. Okay, is that, is that an homage to The Star is Born with Lady Gaga? The, I can't. Now I'm going to have to watch that clip of her saying the same thing over and over again. That is the most cringe nightmare to me. Are you a big fan of hers? Uh, I love Lady Gaga. I don't, I don't like, I'm not like a, a ladybug or yeah, whatever, right. a Gaga slug. Then how do you know about ladybugs? I don't know. <laughs> like, what's her thing? She's ladybugs. A, monsters, a little monster. Mm. No, I, I, like, I like when someone kills in one area and then kills in another area too. It makes me a little bit jealous, but it makes me hopeful. Why? Do you only kill in one area? No, like, you know, like like Madonna being a big musician and, and then, then she does League of Their Own. Yeah, that's a great, um, you know, can I, tell you something? I was going to say Desperately Seeking Susan. If you realize something that it's not Thank just God. Madonna, it's not just Lady Gaga, we are all members of the All-American team. Yep. We come from cities near and far. Would you agree? I hate you, yes. We got Canadians. Irish ones and Swedes. We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all American. Is Wait, all American. She's a Canadian. <laughs> so sorry. You I think go it's back real to quick, though. I think it's, let me interrupt. I think it's really important <laughs> that we bring women's baseball back. Speak on that. In fact, yell at me as about it. As long as they're trans women, I will <laughs> buy tickets. I think that there should be a baseball league that allows women, whether they're trans or not trans. I think and we all could baseball could go. We could have the National League, the American League, and the Trans League. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Transatlantic, where we have it to where it's like we have, you know, England as well. I, what sport do you go see? Are you going to pay money to see live in person? Not much anymore, but if anything, basketball. Really? Okay. But yeah, like the only way I want to go to a game is if I have like near front row seats. Mm -hmm. Otherwise. Relatable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Are you taking your girl to see basketball games? Is that a good date? I haven't been to a basketball. I've been to one this season, mm -hmm. but no, I don't really go. I don't really go. I go to basketball games when somebody has great tickets and they say, do you want to go? What's your ideal date out there? Okay. That's like saying, what's your favorite movie? What am I in the mood for? Ah, <laughs> uh, good it's date ends uh -huh. with coming back to the place when we're not too tired to uh, sit on the couch and watch something. Okay. I love watching stuff. Okay. I also, hold on, press pause, talking about the thing. I like to press pause on Shark Tank um, mm. after an obstacle arises, and I like to do, this is how I would handle it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I like that. Thanks. And that's a good way to find out about the other person. How would you handle it? Mm-hmm. I'm with someone that needs to be um, escape into the magic of the narrative. You know, the problem is you're with somebody and you think they need to be different. What? Okay, so can we talk a little bit about- I didn't talk about the roast thing that I was interrupted about so many times. Let's go. If I ever do it, it would have to be for, for like, I wouldn't say yes to any person. So if you ever wanna ask me, mm -hmm. I want you to be able to give me like, here are the three people, which one would you be interested in doing? Here are three people to roast, which one would you like to roast? Yeah. Opposed to how- uh... Hey, we're doing a roast of such and such. Okay. And it's like, I don't know. So what is that? Just the illusion of choice or- No, 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 I might say Just yes. Just trying to create work for me? I, I, I might say, I'm saying if you, I have to imagine you usually know a few people. Mm, depends. Okay, well- It depends. I guess what I'm saying is if you ask me and I say no, I would still want you to ask me again. Because I'm saying no to the person, not to the idea of doing it. Copy that. Okay, and let me ask you something. Who do you think would be a good next person to roast? And who would you be interested in roasting? Who would I roast? I would roast you. Okay. It's been done. I'm sure round two is, is uh, going to be a clamoring for it. I would roast any of my friends. Yeah. And then any of my friends or anyone that I'm a fan of. Okay. I like the idea of not needing it to be Tom Brady or Willie Nelson. You know, I would I like, do both Tom Brady and Willie Nelson. Yeah, like we could I could do, do it right now. Right? Okay. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady. Are, you know what? I was going to say something that I would trust on my podcast to be bleeped, and I don't know if you would, so I'm not going to say it. You can just ask me to bleep it. Uh, hey, Tom Brady, you have five rings? Cool. You're not a good husband. <laughs> That's actually not true. I don't know enough about that. I wouldn't say that because... She, it seems like, did she make him choose between the two? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just think, you know. I hate you. That's like. You know, Tom, hey, Tom Brady, I hate you a whole bunch in. Giselle bunch in. Remember? Hey, Tom the Brady. The girl from the movie with hey, Tom the Brady, Devil Wears Prada. If you were white, you wouldn't make that much money. <laughs> That's really funny to me. Just saying things that are awkward and yeah. true. Hey, Tom Brady. Grow up. <laughs> For real. Listen, man, we get it. You fixed your face. But, you know, Kobe Bryant said that he played every single game as best as he could because he never knew when there was some poor orphan in the audience for the first time just there to see Kobe. But whenever you're on the field, all you do is throw laptops and excuses. Deflate gate, you bitch. F you, Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady? Yeah. You're so old, you might as well be Willie Nelson. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. My name is Rick Glassman. Make sure you check out my special, The Bottom Line, where I will be telling people how it is, even if they don't want to hear it. <laughs> I think I'm built for that medium. Oh, God. oh and then you'd also do stuff where you say like, oh, cool, cool. Uh, you know, uh, 
Bill Maher's on the dais. Bill Maher, yeah. Hey, Bill Maher, Bill Maher sucks. <laughs> no, but also, I'm just joking. I, I really am into the Bill Maher show. And the one thing I'm missing with this writer strike is the Bill Maher show, New Rules. I love the idea of being like, Bill Maher, you're all over the place politically these days. Hey, Bill Maher, pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have then, then we have Julia Louise Dreyfus next to her, and it's like, uh -huh. and you got one right next to you. <laughs> hey, Julia Louise Dreyfus, yeah, you were real funny in everything you've ever done. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so this was a week where I really, you know how like for a lot of people the DJ saved their life, you know. Yeah. This week my therapist saved my life because I. Turns out I have something called stored anger. I just don't cry when I need to cry. And I don't know, maybe I make jokes, I diffuse, whatever. I don't know what to tell you, I'm a showboat. Um, I use it as engine to perform uh, for drunk people. But I have a situation in my life that is so, um, it's like walking on a tightrope right now, like dealing with a person where there's nothing I can say to them that they're not going to turn into some other thing. Mm. And I've just been scheduling a session with my therapist. And she said something that was so helpful because I was like, oh, I feel kind of like, how crazy am I that I've been going to like having sessions every week this week? And it's normally not like that. It's one or whatever, but it's in crisis mode. And she was like, think about it. She's like, you know, if your relationship is broken or something's broken, you're going to go to therapy, you know, every day. If you have physical therapy, like if you broke your ankle, you might need it every day for a while. And then you'll go back to like, once a week or whatever. So it's just like a, I'm very grateful that BetterHelp exists because I would not be going if I had to get in a car and drive even three minutes. <laughs> that is like, I can't believe, because I used to always like, for therapy where you'd have to drive, it would be like, oh, like I would just always cancel because I just the idea of driving was so much more traumatic than anything that happened in my childhood. <laughs> BetterHelp.com. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Whitney. Get 10% off your first month. That's crazy. 10% off your first month. You can switch therapists at any time. You switch, I want to say choose and switch. And I just remixed it into one word. Um, and uh, that's BetterHelp. Better H-E-L-P dot com. You can't lose. The only thing you might lose are all the narcissists in your life. For the um, OnlyFans TV roast, we did a premiere at my house and Rick came, which inviting you was kind of, I was like, I don't even know if he's going to respond to this. Like I just had a weird like, like inkling that like Rick is going to, I want Rick in my life more. But I didn't. Where did that come from? I, I asked because that feels nice to hear. Well, we sort of, I didn't know if you liked me. I thought you didn't like me. And um, I was just kind of like, oh, I, every time I see him, I like him. And I always feel like we have good conversations. But I feel like we just. Cause I, I did see you a couple of times. I know we don't, you said we don't see each other much. But I did see you a couple of times at the improv. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Right before you texted. Yeah, totally. And I was like, I think we get along or like, I don't know, like I'd like him, whatever, like, why not? And then you showed up and you were like the life of the party. And it was so Thank magical you. to watch. There were so many comics in their own little groups, or I will refer to as a lot of different stages. And I was stoned and I came by myself. And there's an energy that you have when I love going to the movies by myself, especially during the day, Come walking out of a movie, it's still daylight. Look what, I feel like I accomplished something. Look what I accomplished. Mm -hmm. So a movie, it's still daytime. <laughs> and when I'm by myself, there's there's this feeling of like, th this is corny and I, I, I subscribe to it 100%. I sometimes tap into being my best friend. And Ooh, like, I love that. 
like loving myself and in in a way to where like I sometimes even talk to myself. Dude, I sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I'm well, so I'll keep I'm going. so into this. Um when I'm by myself, especially when I'm high, like I talked about before, where like you have that thing that you, this hack into we're having fun. Yeah. Who's we? Like, come on, this is we're awesome. Yeah. And I had this thing and I got to go into groups and I got to do bits. And when it was working, you wrote it. If if I wasn't feeling it or I felt like they weren't, you'd be like, okay. No. I don't want to linger. You go to the next one. And you just and then <laughs> you, you get to do all these, you're juggling all these balls. Yeah. And I remember all the bits at all the stages. So then when you get to come back to another stage, it's like, hey, is your sister is your sister better? Or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, we're back or we're not. And if you fail, it's it's like 30 rock or family guy. I feel like there you're like on Family Guy. They have so many jokes that when something misses, maybe you notice, but it doesn't ruin the momentum at all. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Eh, that one didn't work. And let's just keep doing because yeah. it it's a joke machine. The problem with being in one group as a joke machine is, does this guy ever turn it off? Sometimes. But when you get to leave, you get yeah. to stay on and you get yeah. to let shit breathe. Oh. Yeah. But I love this because you kind of, I do this in my life in a dramatic way, but not in a comedy way that you kind of mm. are like, in a weird way, this is what I'm hearing, as you approach a situation that might normally be anxiety-inducing or, you know, disorienting or high-pressure situation, and you kind of turn it into a TV show. You're like, what show am I in right now? I'm in New Girl, and I'm going to be the Mac Greenfield character, or I'm in Family Guy, and I'm going to be this Why guy. Why can't I be the Lamorne character? Sure. Sorry. I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm Lamorne. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. And so, um, the same way that when I'm in a situation where I don't know what to do, I will go... If I was in a drama or if I was in like a romantic comedy, what would the hero do right now? Because I don't know what to oh, do. Oh, you're otherwise. the hero. Interesting. How I always I, go, what would the best friend next door do? Or the, what Like, what would the person do to get the guy back? What would the girl yeah. say? To, I just need to go say I'm sorry and I need to kiss him on the mouth. And ideally it's raining, but I'm going to figure this out. You know, like I will just go, what movie am I in? And just be that person. So I have this. And this is just when I'm on, which is a lot of the time. I see the world. Uh, I don't mean this in a spiritual way. I just mean like, oh, this is why when I've disconnected it's because people don't see it this way. There's always a camera on me. Always. And when I do something, I also people like, oh, Rick, you like to make people uncomfortable or you like to make things weird. I want everybody to know everything I'm doing. When people would compare some of the stuff I do to Andy Kaufman, who was great, he got off on them not getting it. I want everybody to get it, but I'm right. not affected negatively when they don't because that's just a product of committing to something. And they get to feel weird or uncomfortable or left, and then they'll figure it out. But like, that's, a, cool, that's a feeling too. But when I'm on stage, I have learned, and it, it took me a while to figure this out, I do need to make sure they're in on it because it was really tough to do this thing that I was doing, but if I, I didn't want to wink to them mm-hmm. because then I want them to feel it's real, just know it's not. And I've learned how to do that by doing certain types of jokes up top. But I like that you build tension and you play to the top of people's love, intelligence. Do, love it. Love it so much. Also, then, when I'm uncomfortable or if I'm in a situation where I recognize, oh, I'm late to understanding that they don't want this, which I don't want to be. Yeah. But I will be. Oh, <laughs> I get to see that with this person. Okay. And it makes it just like, it's funny. Yeah. So much is funny. So this is, to me, like, what I'm hearing is, this is how you win at life. And every moment that could be embarrassing or humiliating or uncomfortable or cringy, you're just going to try it by going like, I'm joking here. guys. Like, I'm just going to make this fun. Kind of. I yeah. won't let you make this um, suck. 
I know I'm a devil's advocate. I play devil's advocate. And I know you called me out, but I want this. Is, I have strong opinions. Because I try to do that sometimes where I go, you know, what? I'm going to go in here and I'm going to make fun of myself and I'm going to make this fun uh, at all costs. I'm going to lead with joy. And if someone tries to bring me down, I'm just going to go like, all right, well, I'm moving on to this person. I'm going to find who does get me and who does vibrate on my frequency. Definitely to the end of it. Find the people who vibrate on your frequency. Um, that I'm just going to do this despite Makes me sound like when people say, like, I don't care what other people think. It's more like when you go to something, an event like that, a party for OnlyFans TV, that's a roast, and you walk into a conversation, and everyone's like, what's up? And they're like, anyway, so I hear Trump is running again, and can you believe that he oh, had right. the documents at home? And you're like, oh, whoa. I'm I, out. Can I, you know, I actually think it's cool that he brings his work home. That probably means he works hard, and you're doing the what I'm, and then everyone's like, uh, and you're like, I'm joking. You guys are seriously having this conversation? Okay. May I? Please. Okay. I'm going to be. I'm going to be really forcing my point of view here. Great. And I don't I don't know if we're disagreeing, agreeing, or just saying I'm agreeing different on some, things similarly. I agree with some, some of it I disagree with, and I want to I wanna break it down with the thing that I disagree with. Okay. Okay. Because I think I'm just trying to understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. So when you go into the Trump thing, and they're talking about the Trump thing, and your feeling is, are we really talking about this? I'm just going to deflect this. Why, yeah. why do this now? Yeah. That's where I disagree. Because that's what they want to talk about. And I... I, I, oh, I understand it. this is just a silly example, but if I go in and they're talking about the Trump stuff, I might do a bit and see if that plays. I might not. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be a little bit more sensitive to, oh, uh, I don't, this isn't for me. <laughs> or this is what I would do. So if I would um, walk into a situation like that, that's a, we're having fun. We're out. Because to me, if you're talking about Trump or politics on a Saturday at a fun event, you're an addict. Never on a Saturday and never at a fun you're event. You're an addict. You're addicted to self-righteous indignation. You're addicted to politics. Like, you're addicted to talking about this thing. Well, have you ever seen Bill Maher New Rules? Uh, well, let's, this is great. We can come back to that in okay. a second because you do really want to talk about it. And um, uh, I he has a podcast too now, but that's different. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I haven't watched his podcast, but I love New Rules. Yeah. But go on. No, me too. Big, always been a big fan. And so... Um, uh, going into, you know, when I walk into a bunch of people, then what are you guys talking about? Oh, and then Trump did this, and then, and then, and I'm like, oh, did you guys solve, did you fix it? Mm -hmm. Like, is this, oh, are we fixing it? But if you do that, and then they play back, sure. But if they go like, Whitney. Yeah. People literally then what is think your I'm an alt-right MAGA person because I won't have serious, intense conversations about politics on a Saturday night at like an event. I'm like, you guys, let's just do you joke. know enough about stuff to have serious conversations? I would know. Of course, I, again, I just don't. I just think context is everything. And I think that we're comedians. It's our job to know uh, when someone wants to hear something. Oh, yes, maybe. And my job is just like to bring levity. And I do that off camera, too, or not, when I'm not working. And if someone's going to want to have a serious conversation about politics, like while there's four glasses of wine in, like. None of this is getting solved here We're tonight, having a guys. serious conversation about communication. People are going to be like, self-righteous, who cares? The, I'm not the fun person in politics. I'm like, you guys, you know that none of this matters until we get rid of the Electoral <laughs> College and the Supreme Court. So Nobody this is knows all, what that means, Whitney. But I'm just saying this is all pointless. Nobody knows what you just but said you're means. Just, you're just unnecessarily adrenalizing everybody and bumming everybody out for no reason. Okay, you don't think I could talk to you about the Electoral College and teach the audience, <laughs> but also have you entertained? But until voting isn't on a weekday, none of what you're saying is even possible. So I do want to make sure we don't step on this. It's so important to vote. 
<laughs> I'm just saying for me, I cannot take a conversation like that seriously because I'm like, you guys just seem ridiculous that you're like, let's talk about Trump's documents. Wait, I don't like, want to talk about the voting stuff anymore. I know, but that's what I do when I come into but conversations now you're, now, like but that. But now you're forcing it on me. <laughs> and the, the idea about me talking about it's important to vote, sure, but I was joking about that strong point of view. Do what you but want. But I'm just saying, this is why comedians sometimes- I don't want to talk about that part anymore. <laughs> I know, we're similar in that way. <laughs> well, then stop. This is this is why we're similar, and this is why a lot of my friendships Ugh. are stressed because everyone just wants to talk about politics, and I'm like, you guys. Everybody doesn't want to talk about politics. Some people a talk about of, politics sometimes. We get to hang out with comics, and I. Think You're doing it. You're finding a way to talk about <laughs> politics while the person opposite you is saying, "I don't want to do it," and you're still doing it. Continue. Politics, dude. I got to do say though. Did you see what happened with Biden recently and Kamala Harris no, with the thing? I didn't. It's fucking, and the way he speaks. It's insane, man. Boring. <laughs> Always boring. Go, I want I'm supporting your points. Mm -mm. No, you weren't. You were talking about my point and then it talking about- It was getting a little circuitous there and I'm trying to- I don't to... know what, one out of every 200 words you say, I don't know what they mean. <laughs> That's not true. What does circuitous mean? <laughs> Means like it was taking a serpentine road. You have so many big words. <laughs> Go. Okay, so we're basically saying, you're saying you like to lighten up conversations. No. Yes, that's a byproduct. Okay. That's not my goal. Okay. I, it's as simple as this. Mm -hmm. I'm a little boy looking for somebody to play with. Mm -hmm. And I, sometimes I got to play with myself. Yeah. Sometimes I touch myself. <laughs> like I'm saying, like I masturbate. Are you, do you watch porn? Um, not as much as I could. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I could watch a lot more. Do you try to yes. restrain yourself Correct. a little bit? It a seems lot of like it. it seems like we're going towards that. Guys seem to be trying yeah. to watch less. Yeah, a lot less. Uh, different kinds or a less hardcore kinds. Oh no, I watch just, it all the time. I'm just trying to pick two genres. Or just less frequency. Less no, frequency. I, you could just say like I'm only going to watch Missionary instead of Gangbang. Nobody is ever <laughs> trying to only not to knock Missionary. One of my best friends is black. But what I'm saying is people try and. Nobody tries and just watches Missionary. That's a silly, silly example. You know what I mean. I'm saying, like, are you want, like maybe watching less hardcore or are you just watching less of the hardcore? What? I am watching less pornography. In general. And as Riley Ree would say, pun intended, period. <laughs> so what does that look like when you go to log into Pornhub or Gerbil? What is it? Gerbil.com. What is it? Sex Gerbil? What was the one? There was another one. Uh, oh, poop hamster? Ass gerbil. Yeah, there's a- I Yeah, acting like you don't know what it is. It's on your favorites. No, there's one that, who was it? The fart porn that Greg Fitzsimmons told us about? XX hamster? Go on, we get it. Paw, porn. Okay. Below the line, below the so, line. So, basic. No, it's not below the line. Below the line. It's not below the <laughs> line. This is my half of the podcast. This is blue We kept in a little bit. I cannot stand it when a podcaster is like, what's the thing called? What's it called again? Is it called this? Is it called this? And then you never, and I'm like, what's it called? You guys have to Whitney, say. Whitney, this is my half. If I want us to goof, go forward, <laughs> that's what we'll do. Go on, ask your question. I cannot believe you my are half. big in my audio half. and you slam My cables. half. That is my, um, is it OCD Asperger's or whatever? Do you have, what's your dog's name again? Peef? Is that your pet? I Peef? love it when someone looks up at the ceiling. For you know, no it's reason. funny that you love that now when it's not involving a, a, a fake relationship. Because when I was trying to be communicative with you before about getting home at three, I look away and immediately you think I'm that cheating on you. Look, I just think that people don't realize how obvious obvious it is when they're lying or making something up, or when 
like I do this with my guy all the time when he'll I'll say something and he'll like look away when he's saying something. And I'm like, dude, do you not think I see there your eyes There are so darting? many factors to that that unless you're trained, for example. Dude, I will not break eye contact to save my anyone's life. Yeah, and you a, had to study how to do it. That's true. Not everybody, is, not everybody lives their life from overcompensating. But I'm not out here talking to people, ask me a question. I'm not looking up and looking back and then trying to gaslight the other person to be like, what? I didn't look away. I'm like, I just saw you look away. What if you asked me a question? Okay. You're on Imagine. board. You get it so far? Imagine. Yeah. You've asked me four and you answered three of them. <laughs> what if you asked me a question? Cold open. What if you asked me a question and the question you asked me was about the roast that you made? Okay. Okay. And ask me if I liked it. And let's say I thought it was okay. Okay. And I'm a little uncomfortable with how to answer this. So I'm going to take my time. I'm going to choose my words even more intentionally. I would say just pick what you don't have to lie about. I'm not asking what you would say. I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you I'm just telling you how to respond to give someone (laughs) feedback on something you don't like without having to lie. I'm telling you Uh humans operate in many different ways. And you have to either accept that they do that uh-huh. or try and control it and be hurt and anxious. Ask me if a comedian said funny. I'm not even funny. done with what I was saying. <laughs> I know. Let me say it. Let me say it. You're so you're so confident on how I'm supposed to say stuff. You don't even let me do it. No, I'm trying. You know to- what? Maybe put that tiger back in the cage for five I'm minutes. I'm trying to get an example in here. I'm trying to get an example in here. <laughs> let's go. Let's and hear you're, it. You're you're taking it. From it's one forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know how I want to answer, because I have my own ways of feeling safe. I have my own ways of communication. I have my own ways of getting out my truth, which I always find a way to do. So if you were to ask me how I felt about it, it all depends on what's our dynamic. What are we, have we been busting balls? Or is this, has, is she feeling a little insecure at this moment? I don't know. I felt like people weren't having a good time. Did you have a good time? And I wanted to corroborate your, you have to feel that out. And there's different ways of doing that. And with that comes empathy, empathizing that there are things you may be more sensitive to. Like when you get high, it doesn't mean lie to you. It just means empathize. And with empathy comes that feeling. So if I am feeling you feeling uncomfortable or unsure, I may start, I will start taking that on. I'm not going to take that on as my responsibility, Mm -hmm. but to pretend that I don't is lying to both of us. So when you ask me a question and I'm a little uncomfortable, I might look away or I might swallow or take my time or stall or ask a follow-up question before getting to, uh, because I know how funny you are, I can say this wasn't the best thing. You know, there's ways of doing it where you're not lying, but you're being empathetic to the person. So if I'm uncomfortable. I love it when men lecture women on how emotions work. This is one of my favorite I lectures. I love how Whitney, and I'm not going to say women because and I don't do tries that. to find a way to justify lying. That's literally what I mean. I'm, I'm so fucking, it's, you know what? I, 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 I see this. First of all, I'm not men. I'm Rick. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I had a pee twice. <laughs> That's true. But I do think. Oh, was I saying first of all, because there's only one? (laughs) And B. Okay, I'm not justifying to you how emotions work. I am quite literally telling you Uh how I would feel. Right. How I would feel. If you're vulnerable in in asking for feedback on a project. I'm just saying... If you You don't get rid of your just, I'm just saying looking away is usually means there's a lie coming and there's always a way 
if someone says, do I look pretty in this outfit? And there's always, so ask me if a comedian was funny last night. Was such and such funny last night. He's such a nice guy. His stage presence is amazing. Cool, man. Well, well I can say something that is true. Hey, cool. But don't complain about how you're being received a certain way while you don't value tact. If you're saying people see me as this aggressive person, but fuck that. I tell people when they suck. Maybe take a beat, look away, and empathize a little bit. It's not lying. It's not lying to realize I need to deliver this a certain way right. as long as you deliver it. There's, there's so many different ways of telling people stuff. I do like when people are direct. So incidentally, if I were to say, how is the set? And you go, well, Rick, you're normally funny. I like you would be like, you don't, you don't need to do that. But it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the person who's saying the thing. So when we know each other well enough, we could have that shorthand. But if we don't, and I'm uncomfortable. I, I'm also aware of that to where she's, now I'm going to be thinking, she's going to think if I look away, I have to lie. So I'm going to be here staring at her. But what I'm really doing is now in my head, thinking about what she needs for me to be authentic. And I'm not present anymore. That's not a place to live. <laughs> Looking away means thought. It doesn't mean lying. Everybody has sometimes, different styles. Sometimes. I think that this is there the one. You go. This is the one thing that I think is missing from all this is just you, your gut instinct. So if someone goes like, "Where were you till three in the morning?" Uh, I was. Why can't you just look me in the eye and say it to me? I I boil people down between people who can look you in the eye and people who can't. I have, I hear you. And if you can't look me in the eye when you're talking to me, I don't trust you. Says the person who has been looking in the eyes for six years. <laughs> even, no, even before then, even when I thought I was looking people in the eye, I was missing. You're missing. You're, <laughs> but, you're, I, but I was still thought I was hey, doing hey, it. Hey, robot. And I get this because I'm the same way. <laughs> robot. What you're not understanding is people might be afraid of you based on the way that you have responded to them. You might be afraid of me because you fucking don't have your shit together and you're Maybe. a liar. If you're a liar, you should be afraid of Maybe. me because I'm going to go why are you looking away? <laughs> Maybe. That wasn't dishonest. It's what, when- that look away? Did that look away? That was, was that fine. Bad? No, that was fine. You know the difference and you know you know. Well, what I was doing before at the beginning, that yeah. look away? Yeah. I was in, in my, first of all, it's an improv but when, game. But we so were I improv game. This, yeah, so I'm I had to we're acknowledging you. that. But you, ha you were thinking of whatever you were thinking of. All it of matter. this is an improv game. Hey, Whitney, life is an improv game. I think that's, that's one of the saddest things I've ever heard Why? anyone say. Why? Like, that is devastating. Life is an improv game. But I, I will die on this hill when someone is talking to you and, like, ask me anything. When I was talking to you, you were looking at your laptop. Well, yeah, that was different. That was conscious. Oh. I'm saying when someone's looking at you and it's like, the other day I was going down. What if they're bored? That's fine, too. But you know the difference. You, that I would say, oh, you're looking away because you're bored. To be honest with you. But if the pressure is on with somebody and they're like, yeah, well, I just, I decided to stop at my friend's house first. I look away when I'm thinking. And thinking doesn't mean manufacturing. It, but why are you thinking about your answer? You How should know the answer. You don't need to have to think about it. And that's what you're not connecting with. Or should I say not it believing depends. me about. And we're, oh, I, I'm talking about a one. What am I not believing you about, Rick? What are you talking about? But Rick, we've never <laughs> had this conversation or this fight. We've never been under true pressure where I'm going, hey, where were you until three in the morning? And you've actually done well, that. Well, let's come up with an example that isn't about uh, uh, a, a monogamous relationship because you and I are not in there. Mm. Let's have a real one. Do you want to hire Jenny Malaski to run the sitcom? Listen, I think she's funny. Okay. The answer's no. No, I'm joking. I don't know who that is. Right, I made I made up a name. That was not a lie to me. That was a, I already, I, let me figure out a way to say this in a gentle way. 
That's always you what didn't it do is. this. You didn't do this. Well, no. So ask me. Do you want Johnny Mulaney to be your showrunner? Yeah. That's a lie. That's what I just did. That's my be point. Be not because you looked away, because you said yeah, and I already know that you don't want that. Let's do how? How do you know? Uh, my name is Rick. How do you know? Because that was I the game. Because I looked away. No, because that was the game that was established. Because that's what you did to me. So but I was, I'm showing you what it would look like when someone is lying. Well, thanks for having a interesting having a woman <laughs> showing a man what something looks like when they're lying. You know, you, know, you I, here's you, here's 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 the trauma speaking. Here's your here's I will diagnose you. Here's please, your trauma speaking. Please, you will fill in the blank of other people's stalling or thinking. Mm -hmm. To mean that must be a lie, uh -huh. as opposed to they're trying to find their Why safe space. Why do you have space. to think about something that's just a fact? Because, because not everybody knows the thing right away. And I'm speaking from so somebody you, who's probably the quickest person you've ever met. So you, ah, don't, so you don't know where you were until three in the morning. You have to think about it. We, that's the point I'm making. Okay. I'm not saying what's your opinion on this Can thing. Can we come back to that thing? Because that thing was me realizing you're right. Because there might be part of me that's like, I'm I'm an autonomous person. I know I didn't do anything wrong. I'm yes. allowed to agree. But no, hold on. You were yeah, I concede. I had to have that thought. Yeah, what you're saying makes sense. Listen. If I'm asking for your opinion, you have all the time to look around and think of the I world. don't need uh, you I to ask know. for my opinion. I could always offer it when what I'm What kind of car do you drive? An Audi. You did that on purpose. Did what on purpose? I don't think you I think I don't think you normally would have done that. You have, I have known you pretty Maybe you're long. Right. You have never looked away from, I don't think we've ever broken eye contact when we've talked about I don't feel that there is any sense of, of um, how uh, uncertainty with how you will respond to my car so the stakes are low. But if you ask me something, for example, about another comedian, mm -hmm. something even off camera, because I would not hear, but sure, even sure, off sure, camera, sure. one of two things will happen. Yeah. One of three things will happen. I'm not perfect and I might go into it. I I hate it. I don't like talking about other people. And I, I Me either. I, and I will honestly say that uh uh doesn't matter. So but the two the two things are either establishing the boundary right away, which is, hey Winnie, I don't like talking about other comics. It doesn't make me feel good, which I have said and can say. Or there might be something if there's a lot of people and it feels like I'm forcing an agenda, I'm like Rick's shutting it down, I could just leave. Yeah, yeah. Where if it's brought up to me, I might be a little uncomfortable. How are they going to receive me? Are they going to think, what are they going to think? Now, the truth is, it doesn't matter. I don't control that. But I'm not this perfectly enlightened person. I know. Odd. So I'm going to have some thoughts and some concerns or some uncertainty. And it matters. So if you ask me how I feel about another person, me looking away doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to be lying about them. I'm, I'm like... Not even thinking about what to say about them. I'm thinking, how do I get out of this? But this is, I, I need you to hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is the case when you're asking someone's opinion. It's when you're asking a fact, something that's not negotiable and not an opinion. So what is Sebastian's last okay, name? Okay, let me, great. Maniscalco. Great. You don't, you, Here's an, if you looked away. Do this with like, me with another fact not, question. I'm not saying, what do you, how do you feel about Sebastian Maniscalco? I'm saying, what's Sebastian's last name? Okay. Maniscalco. There's no need to really look away. How do you feel about him? Ah! That that makes sense. I don't know what I want to say. Sure. I don't so want looking to weigh away is this. okay for an opinion, not for fact. That's yeah. your rule. Yes. Or that's just usually when it's like when you're asking someone a, a, something that just should be an irrefutable black and white fact, and they look where were you to three in the I'm morning. I think I'm leaving something uh, out that might help. I think I'm leaving something out because you have such a, a strong opinion on this that I've been fighting this other side. Also, I absolutely agree with you. People do that. 
People could have, people have tells. People will be lying. hundred percent. I don't like when somebody does some shit like that and then tries to gaslight you into being like, no, I didn't look away. No, I'm just thinking. It's like you had to think. But you're accusing that, that this is where because I'm only fighting the other side because you you are you're giving no attention to it because they both exist. You are which I've said many times. Well, you said what many times? I'm saying if it's an irrefutable fact, it would be unlikely okay, that you well, would need to here's think an irrefutable about the fact. answer. I went to Whitney's party. Okay. Yeah. Now let's say we have a mutual friend and you didn't invite that friend. Yeah. And that friend didn't know I went to Whitney's party. Okay. That friend wanted to go to Whitney's party. And I know that. And I know that person is a little insecure about their relationship with you. Sure. And they say, hey, did you go to Whitney's party? I will probably not right away be like, yep. And just that's their feelings. They could deal with it. I will probably look away, look away collect my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, knowing me of being present, I would probably end up finding a way of going, okay, I'm looking away. Here's why. Or I might be looking away and actually trying to either figure out how to say it mm -hmm. or realistically, I'm, I, I might be becoming aware of my projections of how they might receive it. Mm -hmm. What do I want to say? before ultimately getting to the thing where I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to need to think about it. And yeah. knowing that this person, if I look away, now they're going to think I'm lying. And I looked away because that's my natural instinct. Yeah. And now I'm going to be like, I looked away. It wasn't because of that. Why are you being so defensive now? And it's a lose-lose because you are so sure yep. about the other person. And here's a problem. Here's a big problem. When somebody tells you what they think and what they believe, you could not believe them but then it's just not going to work. You don't trust that person. Maybe they didn't earn your trust. Maybe you have trust trauma, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're not mutually exclusive, mm -hmm. but it is not my job yeah. to convince you to trust me. I'm a trustworthy person. And if you don't trust me, that's a bummer. And we could have these conversations. You're talking to Whitney or you're talking to just people? I'm talking I'm talking to you right now. Because in that moment, I go, if I go, did you go to Whitney's party? And you go, Yes, I'm not, I don't think you're lying, but I go, is there something weird? But I'm saying before I say yes. I'm very into micro expressions and I think that a lot of times- You just told me you couldn't read them and now you're into the micro ones. I'm saying, I think, well, I live in LA, a lot of Botox, but it, there's a you're lot of You're making a joke about a real contradiction though. But I'm saying, I think a lot of times people don't know what they're doing with their eyes and my As, brain of goes- Of course not. Of course they don't know. They also don't know how they're actually feeling. And I'm not accusing you of lying. I'm just saying, I saw that. Don't pretend it didn't happen. There was something there and just go, yeah, I, I and, and now and, now and I you, would go, yeah, I didn't know if you were invited. I feel bad. I don't know. But now what to you're say. making it about the way the person is and the way they looked, as opposed to just the thing that is where the line is. And we could we could fight about multiple things. Let's do I don't know why you're fighting me. This oh. has gotten too intense, in my opinion, for what I'm okay. I for what I'm trying to for what I'm trying to say, which is just. In my experience, if someone, if I'm asking someone a fact, just a yes or no question, where are we till three in the morning and they have to do that, I believe something shady is going on. I don't have to say you're lying. I'm saying like, is there a reason you don't feel like you can tell me this? Should I not have asked that question? When I just said fighting, I meant like if we were fighting, I didn't realize that we were fighting. I thought I was just, we were just like onto you something that I have a strength. Yeah, I'm saying like if we're fighting, like, like yeah. in these things where you think I'm lying to you in a fight. But we were joking. That yeah, all, all of it was a joke. Oh, I wasn't. Uh, 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 I, I want to do more of this, but it seems like that's not what we're doing. No, I, I just don't know where, I don't know where to go with this. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where to, to, to perhaps acknowledge, or at least for me, to acknowledge that just because. And I don't, I don't really think I'm making this up. When someone is telling you a lie, they will often find it difficult to look you directly they in the eye. They will what? 
They often find- Wait, 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 wait. What's that word? They will what? When someone is telling you Just a lie- Just that one word, they- When someone is telling you a lie, they will often find it they will difficult. Often. That's all I'm arguing. Sure. Often doesn't mean that's what it is. Fair, but I and think- And when that you're that sure about it, and yeah, that does, honestly, if you couldn't tell, that does trigger me. Because- I can't tell. Because- I can't tell. I'm not lying to you. But we were, I, I don't- No, no, I'm not talking to Whitney now. I'm not talking sure. to Whitney now. And I don't think you are. And I'm with you on this because I have had really- intense trouble in the past. And I think now I really pride myself on being able to make eye contact and not go like, yeah, here's what, and worry about what someone's going to think. Like, I think we're very similar in that way. But for me, I do have to kind of, because I do have in the past, have a really hard time understanding people and can't tell when people are lying to me that I do sometimes have to just go like, if I'm asking a yes or no question. People and could still be lying to you, even if they're able to look you right in the 100%, eye. 100%, 100%. Probably more so than the person who's empathizing. 100%. For, so, But for me, I think I've just sometimes have to find these like, okay, the common denominator here is every time I ask a question, they're like doing this. And I go, I need to take that into consideration. If it- Ask then. If it corroborates with my gut of I feel I'm being lied to. Okay. Because there are times someone can look me in the face and say something and I go, oh, this person's looking me in the eye and lying to my face. I don't have good instinct for that. I ask a lot of questions. I don't think I have a good, uh, like I even said before, I've always just, uh, why would they be lying? Right. But I hear you. But But I think that I'm the first to say like, that person looked me right in the eye and lied to me to my face. I say that a lot too, but I, it, but, and we started this, I actually was kind of being facetious also when we were doing the improv, mm -hmm. cause you like looked up and I was like, oh, why are you looking over there within the improv? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was kind of like, oh, that would just be a funny thing to say in the improv. But I do think I find myself a lot of times when I'm asking someone a yes or no question or a very simple question and they're like, oh, well, uh, yeah. And people like, people need to find their safe space. And sometimes a direct question can make them uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. So let them have their moment to figure it out. Cold open. <laughs> I get it. I get that's it. That's fair. It, it got, but this it, seems like very upsetting to you. And I'm not trying to upset you or attack you. I don't feel upset. I didn't even, I didn't even recognize that it was like um, what I guess you were feeling as contentious maybe until you call that out and I'll go like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Like to me, I, I, it just felt like playing basketball. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just felt like debating sides, but you're right. Totally. I, I just, I didn't know if I walked into like a hornet's nest of something. Cause for me, I'm, the, I, I'm the first to say that guy looked me in the eye and lied to my face. So here's the, the, the thing that is triggering is not specifically about the lying. Mm -hmm. It's somebody knowing something when they can't. You don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Your observation is fair. Right. Call me out. Ask me. Right. But then listen. There's also like this other, this in between that I think is like, you know, we're also, we live in a business, not that there aren't many other business that have the skill of like, we're, we are, we're amongst actors. You know what I mean? That we live, you know, I'm a lot of times doing business with people that sure. win prizes. Like what for they said lying. about Robin Williams in, in Miss Doubtfire. They're like, he's such, it's a great, great show of dad, but because you're an actor, I think you're acting. You're not really a good dad. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, no, or, no one's that good of an there's actor. There's just times that I'll be in business with certain people and I'm just like, oh, you win awards for lying. I like, win awards for being an actor yep, as yep. a dramatic one. doesn't mean I'm not hysterical. A hundred percent. And like for me, I sometimes oh, so overcompensate. If I'm being insincere about something, I'll out myself. Sometimes I'll double down on the eye contact and be like, I loved it. It was, the, your movie was perfect. Sometimes when someone says, how you doing? You have to just say, good, thanks. How are you? Right, totally. Even if it feels disingenuous. But I mean, I just, because I know that if I go, I loved your movie. It was like so good. I, 
that they're going to think I'm lying. And I know in this moment they need me to just say the thing that they need to hear. So I'm probably, I'm guilty of lying to someone's face. I've done it. But I think that the one thing we're missing is when you feel like someone's lying to you, I've spent my whole life being like, no, I must be wrong. No, this okay. person's, and it sometimes helps me to go like, yeah, that was a lie. And then you just lied to my face. It's fine. I'll get over it. But like, why are you, what can I do to make it so you don't feel like you have to lie? Uh, that's a good question. Like, what, I don't like calling people out. No, no but, but that's a great question. What can, do you need a minute? Am I attacking you? Am I being too aggressive? You don't need, you don't give them, don't even give them a multiple choice. Are my arms doing this? Like, am I, does it seem like I'm yelling? Am I recreating your childhood circumstances? They because might be able to then tell you, I don't feel safe being completely disarmed and vulnerable with you. Right. And then you get to say why. Right. And now they'll probably look away and take a moment to tell you some of it. Right. And feel it is out. Is there shame here? Is there embarrassment? It I might hate just those. be the way you receive them. Right. You might, I'll tell you why, Whitney, because whenever we talk about something vulnerable, you yell at me for looking away. And now I feel like I don't know what I'm supposed to do and with now you. Now you're trying so hard not to look away that you, I look away. Yeah. You know, like I find myself doing that sometimes, you know, but I think for me recently, I have like a couple relationships where when things get tense or, you know, I just want to get to the bottom of it. I'm truly in a couple like relationships, friendships where like I want to grow and do the like hard communication. You have to ask them. And I, I'm like, and then I'm like, you know, when this happened the other day, were you upset at me? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, but I think you were and you're not telling me. Are you sure? Because I might. Triggered. Because here's the thing. Triggered. But, but here's the thing. My gut feels you are. And then when I ask you about it, you look away. Are you just trying to make this go away? And if so, just say that. Just go like, now's but not it's a good not time up to talk to about you. it. It's not up to you when they're ready to tell you their truth. But then I go, do you want to tell me when you're ready? And we'll talk then. Yeah, maybe. But are you are you open to listening to how I'll be ready? Sure. Great. Just if you lie to me, then then I'm in my trigger of I was lied to my whole life. Hey, man, human interaction's tough. I agree. And then I'm going, if you're lying to me, how can we ever get to the bottom of this? So you tell me when you're ready to tell the truth about it. All right, we, here, here it is. We, or we can do it over text. I'll tell you right now. we can do it over letters. I'll tell you right now. Mm -hmm. I feel, and this is just a feeling, when we're having serious conversations, I feel a little controlled. And I feel like I have to tell you a thing the way you want me to tell it. And yeah, I'll admit that sometimes I kind of omit things or wait to tell you until a different time. I could have told you today, but I was probably waiting until it, I was planning on telling you. I just feel a little uncomfortable telling you things. And what you're hearing is that you're worried that there's going to be like a negative consequence if you tell me the truth. Yeah. Or you're going to tell me that when I'm saying I'm lying to you, or you're going to, you're going to pass judgment on me, or we're going to get into a fight, or we're going to mm -hmm. have to have a three hour conversation that's draining. Mm -hmm. It's just, sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. Just to be honest. Mm-hmm. Acting, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and then I go like, but are you lying? I guess to me, I... Yeah. Yes. I didn't feel comfortable telling you this yet. But yes, I I, uh, I didn't go to your party because I, I wasn't really busy. I didn't want to go. And I could have told no you... No one's ever wanted to go to a party. So I knew that. <laughs> I'm glad you received me well yeah. on that. I was yeah. scared because X, Y, Z happened in the past. See, I have oxygen in my lungs. As soon as someone says the thing that they think they can't say... Same. I can breathe. Same. When someone goes, you know what? I didn't tell you the truth because I was worried you were going to fly off the handle because that time in, at Hanukkah, you did that. And I'm worried that you have a, a, the worst thing you could possibly say to me. Saying it is the only time I feel safe is when someone says the ugliest thing they could possibly say. That's not an ugly thing. They're just telling you their feelings. An ugly thing is judging you for it.
But when someone's like, yeah, no, um, I, I had a great time. And you're like, why is your voice going up and your eyes going up there? And to me, because it also, the subtext is, you're so dumb, you're going to fall for this. And nope. That, I'm just telling you, that's the subtext of like, do you really think so now? And then the pressure of now I have to enter into your. Hey, man. Your lie. Don't say that you're not a great story writer. Because you're writing a whole story about things that doesn't happen. But when someone lies to your face, I, I'm like, so now I have to go, totally cool. Now I'm just going to pretend I believe this. You know I don't. I know you're lying. No. And we're just both going to pretend? It's 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 just a more it's just a more intimate version of how you're doing. Just. But these are more high stakes things. I just, I just mean once there's a lie, I guess to me it's like, and maybe it's like an OCD thing. Maybe it's a whatever spectrum thing. I'm happy to be wrong. But once there's like a lie, it like, it cuts this little thing where I'm kind of like, it, it okay. it's insulting because you're saying you can't handle the truth. You're too weak or you're too fragile. And then I'm like, oh, you're calling me weak and fragile. Right. And that to me feels like a little bit disrespectful. And or, or, uh, 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 I'm going to lie to you and look away really quick. Ask me anything. How's your day? Um, it was good. I don't know why I just did that. That was weird. I like, I just didn't know the answer. I think that lying is, uh, depends on what it is. And if, if you're hurting somebody, yeah. but lying and people pleasing come from a similar place, which is, um, it is, yes, it's a selfish act, but it's not because of any judgment they have on the other person. Mm. It's because if I don't please Whitney, I'm not going to like the way I feel with her judgment toward me. I'm not doing it to make Whitney happy. I'm doing it so I don't get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's the same with a lie. I'm not lying to Whitney because I think she's weak. I'm lying to Whitney because it'll make me feel more comfortable not having to deal with if I hurt somebody's feelings. I don't want to feel like a bad person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I told this person at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell them, like, I didn't empathize with how to tell this person. But then that's, that's selfish because you're trying to avoid a feeling. Absolutely. But the truth is, and that's why I'm playing devil's advocate, because I'm more so on your side. But the thing that I have learned and is why I'm, I'm preaching at this point is just because we think this way mm -hmm. doesn't mean these people do. Sure. And there are ways for them to tell you things that our directness yeah. might cannibalize. I'm I and I know and like I've struggled with this my whole life of going like just tell me the truth. Like I can handle it. I I'm a big girl. Have you ever told somebody the truth and they couldn't handle it? Yes. Right. Those yes. people probably don't speak the same way but you do. But that's not my responsibility because I like no, it's I, not. Because then I'm just patronizing you and I'm going to insult you more. And how are you ever going to learn to handle the truth? It's if not people your People walk on eggshells and patronize you all the time. Like I'm not going to enable that either. I don't want to be a part. It's of not about taking responsibility. It's just about acknowledging the truth of human connection. Mm -hmm. These people are this way. Yeah. Some people have to pee a lot. And I'm only talking about close relationships where you're just like. You think I don't know you well enough to know the difference of when you're telling the truth and when you're lying? And you're just, it's kind of, to me, just a little bit like, hey, I'm just going to call you dumb today. And then I have to go like, well, you just lied yeah, about that. Yeah, I guess it depends on the stakes. But I think that in close relationships, it's important to be able to have those conversations of, hey, I don't feel safe. I'm not ready to answer this question at the moment. Yeah, that one I like. I'm not sure why. I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You know what? I need to take the a nap. The big four. What's that? Yeah. The big four. Like, you know what? I'm not ready to have this conversation yet. Do you mind if I take a walk first? You know what? I'm feeling pressure and I'm feeling weird, like energy from you. Do you mind if I take a second? Love it. Take a second. I feel I'm feeling uncomfortable. I need to like regroup. Love a regroup. You know what I mean? Like I'm feeling feelings come up that may be about you, may not be about you. It might be hysterical. It might be historical or it might be you. I feel like you need an answer. Hysterical for or historical or you. Also good merch. Like I, like I, I feel like I feel controlled or I feel like pressure to answer this yeah. perfectly. Can I have a second?
And they go, oh my God, let me take the pressure off you. I'm so sorry. I was just like, I didn't realize I was doing that. You said this before, so I don't want to take take this away that you were the first one to say it, but I want to, my blood sugar is getting a little low and I don't want to end it with that. So I think let's find, what did it say? Hollywood baby. Let's find a couple minutes of doing something fun. <laughs> that was pretty fun. That was pretty, in, pretty intense. Look how much I drank. But I, did when I, the, do you hear about the uh, the Native American who walked into a therapist's office because he couldn't sleep, and the therapist said, "Relax, you're wigwam." <laughs> I we learned a lot of our triggers. When I feel like I'm not being clear about what I'm trying to say, I feel like I'm um, like in a glass box, and I and like the sound isn't coming out. Right. And if I'm upsetting someone by accident, because I'm just like, if I just said this one thing, I think you would realize we're actually agreeing on this. Fair. I agree with almost all of what you said. Really. It just was, I didn't like the certainty in which you said it. Interesting. I didn't like the, the like, now I know what you're thinking. If, if you don't know what someone's thinking. I don't know what is anyone thinking. I just go like, because intention and impact are different. And I go, the impact of that is that is what that seemed like to me. That's different. I should have said seemed like. Would have loved us. If you said seemed like, we would have been done 20 minutes <laughs> and ago. I, <laughs> and I think one thing I will say though. Or even better than that, felt like. And this is a trick because when, when you do say, why did you just do that? You're lying. And someone gets defensive. That's usually the thing that kind of like, because if someone says, if I said to you right now, you're lying, you'd be like, what? And then I go, oh, okay, he's not. Depends on the situation. Yeah. Depends yeah. on the relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you keep calling me a liar. And and you say that you didn't drink four waters and there's four right there. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, you know what? You're right. There's a little in there. Here. <laughs> Sorry I lied. I'm just me like, then why are we even talking? You might be the only person more literal than me that I've ever met. This is how all male comedians are with me. So I'm kind of just. How I'm, am I? Well, we, I said it when I started your podcast. I was like, why? Everyone's feeling very combative with me recently on podcasts. And I'm not sure. Whitney, Schultz's it's... podcast, he wanted to fight with me on a podcast. I just feel like hey, there's maybe this I... thing where people want to fight me recently. I don't think that we fought in t at all. But if at anything, it would be the very end of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people feel that way because they're combative and they have their own issues. And mm. perhaps when somebody is so sure about something that they can't be sure about, sure. and somebody opposite them has a strong opinion against that certainty, yeah. this is gonna happen. Yeah. Now, had you said it seemed like, or even better felt like, <laughs> I don't think that would have happened. <laughs> but now I'm mansplaining, and for that I'm sorry. I think that women uh, need to be, uh, think that women- They need to choose their words carefully. I think they need to stop saying sorry and start saying excuse me, because it wasn't your fault. You could acknowledge being bumped into or bumping into somebody else without mm. submitting to them. Yeah. And I think we grow up in a culture where women are supposed to just be so, yes, yes, and do and make happy and don't show, don't, you know, be a good girl, mm -hmm. that they don't get to grow up and be a strong, confident woman, despite what you feel about yourself. That you're fine, just kidding. How is it possible to be confident in a world where a guy just, you know, like, you know what I mean. You are confident. You know what I mean. What do you mean? I know what you mean. I feel like this whole conversation, like, I feel like you know what I mean. But <sighs> this thing when someone is just like, yeah, yeah, but this is what you said. It's like, but you know what I meant. That's fair. I didn't really, I was, if I was doing that, then okay. Like, you know what I meant. Like, you know that I wouldn't want this to have happened. Like, you know we agree on more than we don't. Like, you know. Yeah. But. 
I am being a little offensive, but didn't I say throughout? I do agree with you. I'm just playing the other side because yes. you're not. Yes, 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 yes. That's what we do. That's what that's what we do here as comics. Okay, so what's happening now is this is all stuff that um, thankfully is at the end of the podcast, but this is all stuff <laughs> that you don't need to take any of it out, but it's like, okay, but I also feel like now is one of our first real conversations. And that's a big plus to me with podcasting. Ditto. I'm, I'm already reading the comments from the last 40 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> Be as judgmental as you want. This is what, this is, a, this is the, this, we captured a couple of hours on a, on a certain day. At least we weren't spending a Saturday afternoon at a party talking about fucking Trump. It is what it is. And we talk about this kind of stuff. I like talking about this kind of stuff. Get off my ass. Well, I hope, um, I, I don't know. I have, I have, I have fun with you. I like, I like people <laughs> that it doesn't matter where you are. You're just where you are and you're not pretending something's not happening. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I said something that was triggering to you and that's what happened, like that's what happened. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will get a lot of out of that. I did. We'll see. I just went, bitch, when you talk, be more clear, be more specific. And if you see things going off the rails, be like, I'm sorry, I must not have been clear. I apologize. But in a podcast, I don't table confidence. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't think to do that. And I and I was so uh, post game wrap up um, uh, outro of interrupting you that I didn't go. You know what? I'm so sorry to do this, but I am worried that I wasn't clear in what oh, I said. Say, say, say it again then differently. That's my favorite thing that you do. Um, oh, that's what you told you me. Gave you gave me this. Party. Rick Grossman gave right. me a tool that I use in my life all the time, which is if someone says something and I'm not sure if I understand what they said. I say, uh, he says, can you say it again a different way? Yeah. And then say it a different way. And then I go, hey, got it. Because sometimes like people say things differently sometimes when yeah. someone's like. I don't know, think I understood that. Say it differently. Could you? Yeah. Could you say it again a different way? It's just like the perfect thing. And then I go, oh, I was totally off instead of like proceeding, you know, especially if it's something delicate. So for me, it's like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I think I wasn't clear. Do you mind if I say what I was meant to say in a different way? Because I don't think it landed properly because there's no way we would have this aftermath had I said it the way that I would have uh, wished I had. Could you do a moonwalk with your fingers? <laughs> actually, probably not. Actually, no. Uh, that's hard. Did we get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually we'll a cute thing you. to do uh, when things get tense is like have a little goofy thing. You yeah, things are getting a little tough. Real quick. Did you know that I could crit walk <laughs> with my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say just gentle reminder. We know. That where this started was us doing an improv. You're hung up on where it started. It started and started. If I could do it differently, let's not talk about where it started. I'm talking if, the global version. But we were playing stupid people in an improv game. I wasn't. Oh, I, you, I was. Your own words. I always play everything to the top of my intelligence. I was playing a girl that was like, what are you doing? And why are you doing that? So why did you look over there? Such a cliche. I'm just saying. For such a good writer, why don't you play a woman with a little more confidence <laughs> that's the improv game we were playing and then it turned into you said this it was like well no the that's what i was improvising hey sure but... <laughs> we spent 45 minutes talking about other stuff as well 45? Sure. oh yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> this is all bonus uh patreon content i hate when people do that no fucking way i'm joking <laughs> i don't do patreon chris Stefano had me on his podcast the step Sorry, I, I'm not, I hate that person That's fine. too. I hate being that person Correct too. Correct it. I, I don't know names. I don't, okay. I don't know last names. Okay. Stefano. Stefano, I think, yeah. Not gonna work here anymore, that's for sure. Sorry. <laughs> so you know that reference? Uh-uh. From Office, office. Space? Oh, he, I love he, Office he Space. He doesn't know how to, uh, Naga, Sa, Naga, 
not uh, not gonna work here anymore. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I did his podcast, and the back half was got wild and it was fun. But he likes to keep his podcasts an hour. I was never told that, and he uh, put out the hour, and then the other half was on Patreon. And it's like, do that, make your money, do your thing, but tell me first, because oh, I'm giving the goods at the interesting. end. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have this done one, it in that order. Back, this one you could put the back on Patreon, but like, yeah. Yeah. Tell me if you're going to, are you giving me a cut? Interesting. That's an interesting question, huh? Because yeah, I guess, but also no one's getting paid to do podcasts that aren't on Patreon. You don't need to pay me, but I came all the way over here to be public with this, yeah. with these bits. Yep, yep, yep And yep. if now less people are going to see it, so you could make some money off it. By the way, it is. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. That just came into my mind, like yeah, yeah. whatever. It is a question. But it made me, like when you said that, it did make me like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pay people to do my Patreon episodes. And if you want to see some of them, head on over to patreon.com slash take your shoes off. <laughs> Kevin of the water. <laughs> I love you guys. I end these very awkwardly. As you know, don't ride elephants. We love you. Bye.